In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And welcome back to the Layman Confessor Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm your host today. Thank you all so much for the great reviews and feedback from yesterday's episode. Before I get started in uh, discussing my topic this morning, though, I just want to make a note. This is not going to be a daily podcast. I have no intention on uh flooding your ears or my time with doing this every single day. Uh, My hope is that this will be a twice a week podcast. Right now I'm looking at doing that on Mondays and Thursday mornings. So please, um, please keep an eye out for that. I will be posting these to my social media uh, platforms. That's Instagram and Facebook, as well as uh, on my website, which is justinshear.com. Right now, mostly it's just articles from when I, that I wrote from when I was in school. Now, this morning, I want to follow up what I discussed in episode one about the uh, importance in differentiating between theology and theologizing. And I want to do that by discussing a really great great way of exercising theology, namely reading God's word. That's our, our holy scriptures, his divine word to us that has been preserved for us uh, through the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to be clear as I start this conversation that I'm not uh, telling you how to read your Bible. I'm simply sharing a way that I have found helpful uh, beyond anything that I could have possibly imagined when I when I first started it. And to uh, to give us some context here, I need to tell you a little bit of a story. About three and a half or four years ago, I started looking at seminaries because I wanted to continue my education and I wanted to better equip myself for my work. I'm a teacher and uh, I teach a lot of um, theology and worldview classes. And uh, just as a Christian, I believe it's very important to be equipped. Uh, we're going to do a series later on what it means to be an active congregant, right, an active parishioner or churchman, um, and ways we can do that. And so I was looking at various seminaries, and I was able to boil it down to a couple. One of the ones I was looking at I particularly liked uh, for a number of reasons, but one, it was a Reformed seminary, and uh, it had some pretty strong roots in Puritan theology, which I really like. Well, as a as I was talking with the admissions advisor, one of the things that I asked him was, what are some things that I can be doing to prepare myself to get back into school? So it had been 10 years at that point since I had been uh, in any sort of academic environment. And between those times, I was in the Army, which is about as far from an academic environment as, as I could possibly imagine. And so I asked him this question, expecting to hear something like, Oh, memorize all of the Westminster Confessions, right? Or the uh, standards, I mean, or uh, be familiar with all of John Owen's work or something like that, right? Um, he came back with saying that what I needed to do was to get into the habit of reading, being able to read through the Bible every three to four months. And that shocked me, first of all, because I thought that was impossible. Bible's big, and there are a lot of words, and I have a lot of other stuff that I could be doing. And so I filed that away and didn't end up going to that seminary, not because of that, but because of other reasons, Um, you know, just uh, looking for a place that was closer to home, a place that the, the GI Bill would be able to cover found a great place here uh, in my hometown and went so thankful for that experience, especially because our very first course was on biblical theology. And in that course, 
um, Dr. Pearson was talking about the importance of knowing the, the um, overarching narrative of scripture, knowing um, redemptive history, the creation, fall, redemption, um, consummation or glorification paradigm that we like to use. And it was during that time that I thought, you know what, I've never actually read through the entire Bible, not even in a year. Like everybody else, uh, I've read Genesis and Exodus about a thousand times, and I usually get caught up in the later part of the Pentateuch. And so um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to try taking the advice that I was given a few months before and try and read through the Bible quickly. I mean, for three to four months is very quickly for me, uh, for anybody to read through the Bible. And so I set myself to that task. I don't think I came near three to four months. I think it was closer to five or six months. And I quickly realized that I had to do one of two things, either give myself an hour and a half or two hours to read the Bible, or I needed to learn how to pick up the pace. And uh, we had just been given a brief course on how to read quickly, uh, like every other master's student is probably given. And so I went ahead and took uh, that approach. And uh, I tell you, the first time that I read through the Bible, I, I think I hit about five months, six months, something like that. It was really exciting for me, but only because I finally read through the entire Bible. You know, uh, not a lot of Christians do that. In fact, I was looking uh, for some data on that. And it turns out, according to Christianity Today, uh, they're saying that Christians claim to believe the Bible is God's word. We claim it's God's divinely inspired inerrant message to us. I'm quoting here from Christianity Today. Uh, this article is called The Epidemic of Bible Illiteracy in Our Churches. They go on to say, yet despite this, we aren't reading it. A recent LifeWay research study found only 45% of those who regularly attend church read the Bible more than once a week. Over 40% of the people attending read their Bible occasionally, maybe once or twice a month. And almost one in five churchgoers say they never read the Bible, which is essentially the same number as those who read it every day. And so we have a lot of Christians in the pews who just don't know what the Bible says. And so I was really excited in that I was finally able to read it. But that doesn't mean I know what the Bible says just because I've read through it once. I've read through Lord of the Rings a lot and I'm always catching things that I've never seen before. Um, and so I started to read it again. As soon as I put, um, as soon as I finished Revelation, uh, picked up a study Bible and began again in Genesis. And let me tell you, is this is when the magic started happening. This is when I really started to th see things come together. And um, I've got about eight points here that I want to touch on real briefly to hopefully encourage you to do the same thing. And then uh, in the following episodes, I'm going to talk about uh, other ways to help uh, put this practice uh, into practice, things like how to make markings effectively, comparative reading, and then things that you can do to, to supplement your reading uh, that could help encourage you um, and strengthen you in your walk. Um, now, I, just know I still haven't gotten to the point where I can read the Bible in three months. Uh, I'm just not there, y'all. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for that. But you know what? Uh, four months is a real comfortable place for me. I started doing this three years ago. And two days ago, I started on uh, my ninth study Bible. Um, and it just gets richer and richer every single time. I say that not to brag, but because uh, I've learned to love the scriptures. And I've learned to love the stories that it contains and uh, God's law and everything that he's telling us. And just 
I put the, I put it down and, and no sooner than I, I pick up another one and, and start reading. It's really awesome. So let me get into these points. Like I said, there's there's eight of them. The first one is if you can get yourself into the habit of reading quickly through the Bible, it gets you over the hump of the typical reading plan. Like I said, most Christians have probably read Genesis and Exodus a thousand times. If you've ever tried a Bible reading plan, you probably lose speed sometime around February. It's because you're getting into Leviticus, Deuteronomy, um, and, and and there's a lot of laws. There's a lot of descriptions here. There's a lot of repetitions. And, you know, okay, I, I know that the temple is important. I know what's going on in there is important. But do I really need to know what kind of clothing that the priest is wearing? Do I really really need to know, you know, how things are woven. And, you know, the short answer is yes, those are all very important. But to a layman, to, to a person who's not studying theology, let's say as an occupation, are those things really important? Um, and how much, you know, and if, if you're doing a Bible through a year plan, uh, if yours are anything like mine, you're reading four or five chapters a day, maybe, maybe at the most three or four from, from the Old Testament, maybe a couple from the New Testament. And so your Bible reading that day, uh, when you get into those books, might be all about um, carving or drawing or weaving fruit or something like that. And you, you kind of walk away from that thinking, um, okay, God, well, what what are you trying, like, what, why is this important? How does this connect to to anything else in the scripture? And so it's easy to lose track of that and then to just grow discouraged or just to get bored altogether. And so reading through it fairly quickly gets you over the hump of a typical reading plan. And the second one is, um, I mentioned repetition because that can get a little arduous. Um, the Psalms can be very repetitive. As beautiful as they are, um, as meditative and helpful as they are, they can be repetitive if you read them all um, in a row. And so what I started doing after I think my second or third time through as I started opening my time of reading with a psalm and then closing it with a time of reading with a psalm. And that actually ends up with me going through the psalms almost twice through um, with each each reading through. And that's incredibly helpful because some of that imagery is just so rich and it helps me in my own walk in terms of thinking when when I'm joyful, uh, when I'm distressed, you know, having these these words from the psalmist can help, um, especially in my time of prayer. Um, the third thing is a big picture, right? It helps gives a, give us a, a meta-narrative, this sort of 30,000-foot view, and, and seeing how everything connects, right? That's the fourth point, is being able to see the connections made among all of the various books. Uh, why are all of those Old Testament laws important? Well, we find out in Hebrews. We find out uh, in the Gospels when say, Jesus says that he is fulfilling all of those things. Um, and this is essentially biblical theology, right? Sort of an amateur approach or a layman approach to biblical theology. And reading the whole Bible, seeing all those stories, how they connect can help do that. Because if you're reading, you know, 10, 15, 20 chapters at a time, the chapter headings and the divisions, sort of the artificial divisions there between chapters and sections kind of get blurred out and you're just reading it for the story or whatever's going on. And so you're not seeing these stark divisions between chapters. You're seeing the flow of these stories, which gives you a familiar a familiarity with the entire picture of 
uh, of not just the passage, but the entire book and the entire scriptures as well. And this, because you're reading through it uh, fairly quickly, I'm, I'm getting through the Bible um, two and a half to three times in a 12-month period, which means there's a lot of familiarity due to repetition. I'm getting to the point now where I'm able to uh, read through a passage, even some of the more obscure ones, and I remember it because the last time I read it was just a couple of months ago. Right. Instead of a year or maybe two years before, it was just a couple of months ago that I um, that I read that uh, that passage. And this is great because it also allows me to try different translations. Right. Um, I'm usually in the ESV place that I work uses ESV. My church uses the ESV. But this but there's other good translations out there, particularly the CSB. And so it allows me to try these different translations just to see how certain passages um, maybe not change, but could become clearer perhaps in other in um, a different translation with different language there. Um, and it also allows me to use different study Bibles. Um, because I, I use a different Bible every time. And the number of study Bibles, y'all, that are out there are just incredible. I'm going to do an entire episode on study Bibles, or almost an entire episode on study Bibles. That's going to be um, comparative reading. That's That'll be um, episode four, I think. But um, these are just a few of the things that are just absolutely remarkable um, that have helped me so much seeing this large scope, seeing the big picture of scripture and that repetition, being able to, um, being able to see why, again, some like Deuteronomy passages are important because just a couple of weeks before I read Revelation um, and I had read Hebrews just before that. And so I'm seeing some of the imagery that those later writers are using um, in, in their own writing. It's just absolutely remarkable. Stories are going to start jumping out at you. That you never noticed before because you will be reading through the material two or three times in a single year and so just like when you're reading back through your favorite book um, other aspects are going to come alive you're going to you're going to realize oh the setting for this was a lot different than i experienced like that that time when um phineas ran uh like speared that uh, prostitute and the hebrew guy um ran them through with a spear that happened just on the other side of the Jordan River across from Jericho. And like the people in Jericho are seeing all of the stuff that the Hebrews are doing. And so it makes sense when the two spies get in there and and Rahab is like, hey, y'all are really freaking us out. It's like y'all are terrifying us because we, we're seeing everything that God's doing. It's just remarkable. Um, and there's so much more I could talk about on this. I, I, and, and maybe this should be two episodes. Maybe I'll, I'll make another episode here on getting into some of these things for you. But for now, I hope what I hope to do in this particular episode, I know it's it's scattered and everything, but I really want to encourage you to get into the word. And if it means sort of a um, a faster reading, if it means even skimming over some of those harder to read portions, harder to understand portions, if you can get into a habit of sitting down and reading through eight, nine, 15 chapters at a time, You'll find that just through repetition that you'll you'll start to understand or at least be able to read those harder passages more easily than you could in the past. We're at, at just past 15 minutes now, so I'm going to respect your time and let you go. Um, 
please consider um, reading your Bible more than you already do. Um, I'm going to do that right after this uh, because everything else changes, right? The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Blessings.